Welcome back to Over Desserts. This is episode two, where we promised we would discuss the recent Netflix originals, Love is Blind and Too Hot to Handle. But first, more importantly, what's on our dessert plate today, Rebecca? It's chocolate from Georgian Chocolate Company. Georgian Chocolate was founded in Barrie, Ontario, my amazing, wonderful hometown, back in 2014. And current owners, a husband and wife team, Sean and Jenna, took over in 2018. In their words, Georgian chocolate is the collision of great food and beautiful artwork, which is a perfect summary of why Sarah and I wanted to work with these two. The packaging is artwork from local artists, and the bars are full of flavors from the country the beans originated from. Sean's favorite bar is the Mexico spicy chili, while Jenna loves their Ghana milk chocolate and hazelnut praline. In coming months, stay tuned for local flavors to be added to their menu, such as cranberries from Bala and local toffee. I think I'm going to need to work out a little more, Sarah. (laughs) (laughs) The two bars that Jenna and Sean donated to us were Ghana Milk Chocolate, a simple creamy chocolate with featured artist Nick Wolf, and a dark chocolate from Haiti full of toasted coconut and citrus fruits. Artwork hopefully I don't butcher this name, by Dita Karklins. If you're interested in finding out more about these ethically sourced and gluten-free chocolate bars, check out their Instagram at Georgian underscore chocolate underscore co on Instagram. Or did I say Instagram twice? Hey, how fun is that? Moving on. Okay, so enough about chocolate. Let's get back to the show. Okay, one one last thing about chocolate. I mean, it's related. But when I asked... Georgian Chocolate Co., they did mention that their guilty pleasure was watching Love is Blind. Mm. Okay, first impression. Which was better, in your opinion, uh, Love is Blind or Too Hot to Handle? I think it depended on my mood, but I would have to say Love is Blind just because it's a little more actually romantic, whereas like Too Hot to Handle was just drama, and I mean, I had to seriously be in the mood to watch all that drama. Yeah, or have some wine with that or something. <laughs> something. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I agree. Like it was, Love is Blind is, was a little bit more relatable, I guess. And the concept of it was actually very interesting. Yeah, I have to say like being in a pod and like connecting with somebody through just conversation. I mean, tra- trying to go back to my dating days, which was we're not going to go there into too much detail, <laughs> but I think it would have helped because we're stuck on these apps where we swipe left and right and we judge somebody based on their pictures. Whereas being in a pod, you have no idea what they look like. Yeah. And, uh, but I mean, it's, it's a leap of faith you're willing to take though. Right. Like I, I personally, am not a risk taker. Really? You that, yeah. I, Hey man, <laughs> but you know, that concept to me is, is, is refreshing because like you said, all these apps are based on appearances where this one is you're, you're based on connecting with them emotionally, um, with your voice, you know, and just when I was watching it, I was, I was just like, man, I don't know if I could be on the show, but I could totally sign some people up for these shows. <laughs> okay. So if you were in the pod, Mm-hmm. would you have taken notes in a notebook or would you go by gut feeling? I would have gone by gut feeling, but um, if something jumped out at me, 
I would have written it down, but it wouldn't be like taking notes or anything. It would just be like, oh, you know, so-and-so, this is funny about them or this is um, intriguing about them. I I don't think I would be like a full-on note taker. I personally think I would be too nervous and would probably be doodling instead. So you would need some wine. Yeah. <laughs> or I don't know. something more. <laughs> I feel like I would take notes because it would – if they didn't really tell you on the show how many people you went on dates with. And I would wonder, with not being able to see them, you wouldn't be able to differentiate them. Like, when I was doing online dating and I was talking, you know, you talk to a couple people at the same time, I had to put a little bit of, like, descriptors in their name when I saved them to my phone so I would know <laughs> who I was talking to sometimes. Actually, yeah, you're probably right. Once you go off that that app where you can't see their their faces their their your previous you know whatever conversation it is it does get a little bit difficult to track but again you know the personal preference and you are more of the note taker than I am so that's, <laughs> that's where we differ and I don't know we might if we end up being on the show you know in some other universe I I don't know maybe it would work out for you and not me or something so. okay so you mentioned kind of hinted that I'm a bit of a nerd and a note taker so when I was watching the show I was sitting there like okay where are all these people that were not seen like how many people were actually involved and which ones didn't have any successes and didn't meet anybody because there's only five that ended up going to the altar right yeah yeah or like even the resort right um actually I did I did do some reading um upon the show and they did say that some of the other castmates um like they did find each other or whatever but it wasn't shown like they didn't they didn't produce that section they they just completely cut it out but uh there was actually two couple that went uh sorry one couple that went on to date um but they didn't follow up with them it's just it's just said like oh you know, there was another couple we didn't air, but they went on dating after the show. And so I guess they had to cut some people out for the sake of, I don't know, the length of the season maybe. But I think, I personally think they got away with it. Like they found each other from the show, but they never had to be in the spotlight. Like it's, it's there's a lot of pressure being in the spotlight, right? You're so. right. And I want to come back to that. But before we do, I'm curious. So you said that they went on to date. Did mm-hmm. they have a choice that like you could propose or just date? No, they didn't. They didn't. They just, I think after the contract ended with, you know, the, the love is blind uh, producers, I think they just were free to do whatever. So, which was, I think they got the best, you know, deal out of this whole thing. I mean, depends if you're Francesca from too hot to handle and you just want <laughs> social media options. But, all right, um, let's talk about, I want to talk about, who would you most likely? Um, yeah, that's uh, interesting because there's a lot to talk about here. <laughs> <laughs> so first, let me ask you, firstly, from uh, Love is Blind, who would you mostly, most likely to date? Oh my gosh. Um, probably Cameron. He's like a super sweetheart. I don't know. He's just so sweet and kind and 
he was just head over heels for Lauren. Like, I was just like, oh, my God, Lauren, you've got the man. You've got the one. <laughs> Did you cry when he cried? No. Nothing makes me cry unless it has to do with dogs. <laughs> um, For me, I actually think it would be Kenny because he's just he's more subtle. Like, he's not as he respected Kelly and the the. the the decisions that she, you know, wanted or didn't want to make. Um, and I, I, I think he's more my guy. Like it just, I want my space. You, ex- you respect my space kind of thing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, you know. All right. My turn. Who would you most likely hate? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Let, let's be honest. The, the, the one and only Jessica. <laughs> oh my god, okay. can we talk about Jessica, please? <laughs> okay, you first. Oh my gosh. I don't know if it was the editing. I want to give her the best, but she was too much to handle. Like, just over the top. Oh my gosh, up and down, <laughs> up and down, up and down. And like, I don't know, she contradicted herself so many times. And I feel for Mark, the poor kid. she's she is a lot to handle like she was she didn't know what she wanted and it which surprises me because she's what 34 at that time and you know I feel like at that moment in your life you you should know what you want in terms of a significant other um but I think she would honestly her plus alcohol is not a good mix (laughs) Okay, like and I they drank say, a lot in that show. Oh my goodness! I, like every time I you know. saw them, they had a beverage in their hand. I mean, if you're right. on a paid vacation, I'm pretty sure you would have alcohol in your hand too. But it fear it like it really made me so like frustrated and furious at her when she was in the pods and she you know said no to Mark and then you know Barnett rejected her and then she's like oh wait I still and then she went back to Mark the (laughs) poor guy like obviously she had a thing for B like from the I mean again again this could be editing we don't know the full story true but from the watching the show I was like girl you don't like Mark why are you going back to him like (laughs) oh my goodness (laughs) yeah it's it's I, I I'm pretty sure a lot of people listening to us right now who's watched you know Love Is Blind can agree with us wholeheartedly. Okay, <sighs> so speaking of dramatic, crazy, people, <laughs> people, what was the one girl from Too Hot to Handle who caused all the drama? I want to say Haley. Yeah, yeah, that's her name. And she like the first like two she hours first- she's making it with a girl. Yeah. She, yeah. Well, she was making out with Francesca. Yeah, what's up with that? I don't know. She's a uh, uh, bleep disturber is what she knows. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, she was willing to to sacrifice the, her spot in, in the money to, to, to say like F all of you and leave the show and she honestly if anybody is more dramatic than Jessica, she takes the cake <laughs> uh, I really want to see the two of them in one room yeah no I don't <laughs> <laughs> okay so too hot to handle yeah the premise itself is 
I mean, I, I can't even think of it. Being in a situation where there's money that everybody is going to have access to and you have to trust those other people. I mean, neither one of us is a big sexual being like these individuals are. I mean, I think one guy in the show was saying he had sex with upwards of 100 women by the age of 25 or whatever. Mm. Yeah, generational gap perhaps you and I are in our 30s <laughs> yeah they're, they're very young they were very young quite young um what would you do would you like where's your where would your mind be if I was on the show I personally think I would be more of like they say the accountant because <laughs> I'm I'm here <laughs> Like I would, you count. cut out there. Like, I would fold you grudges. Like you, you're out of this. I don't trust you. You just cost us twenty thousand dollars. Like goodbye. <laughs> what was the guy's name? I'm sorry, I'm awful with names. What um, is the guy's name who was all about that? He's like, you know what, guys, this is about the money. Stop spending money on having sex and kisses. Oh, shoot, yeah, it wasn't. Um, it skipped my mind too, but. Um, because he, he kissed somebody at the beginning or he was interested in somebody and then they rejected him. He was interested and... in Francesca. Oh, oh yes. Our lovely and friend they Francesca. Had some hot, steamy shower together. Um, oh, that, that was that guy, right? Uh, Kells. That's his name. Kells. Kells. I mean, he was smart in the fact that he's like, okay, none of these women do it for me. I'm not into any of these women. But the money, that money's going to take me long term. Yeah. Who else was smart about it too, actually? The, the, the Jesus dude. Yeah. And I feel for him. And I was kind of really hoping that this would happen through the show as I was watching it. Mm-hmm. That the people who didn't make any connections left. Because that's not fair. You shouldn't have... You don't have the same challenges mm-hmm. as everybody else on the show. It's easier for you to win the money. It defeats the purpose of the premise of the show, right? Yeah. But I think for I think for the show itself, they had to throw in some twists and, you know, drama to make it interesting. Like if everybody was a go-getter for the money, it would be so boring, right? Right. And and then they brought in those new people. Oh, yeah. And I love how all three of them, none of them got it. No. <laughs> they didn't understand what the little robot thing was trying to get from them. Yeah. Yeah, I did not like Corey at all. Like, yeah, he was good looking. He was good looking. He was, you know, whatever, fit, blah, blah, blah. But he was an ass. Like, he was, oh, (laughs) he is somebody that you, like, see at the club and you just turn the other way. (laughs) Okay, I got to be honest. Watching the show, I didn't find a single one of them attractive. Except for the little girl um, who was kind of dating the one guy and they like actually made a bit of a couple she was adorable they ended up breaking up at the end of the reunion but they did i can't remember i'm really bad with names man yeah sorry guys if you're listening i'm off with names (laughs) but text us if you know the name please send us a message and remind me she was the little black girl itty bitty had the son um and he didn't do well with watching the sun on facetime but anyways, she was the only one I thought was attractive. Everyone else, I was like, oh my God, stop talking. You know what? Rhonda. That was her name. Ah, thank you. Thank you. 
Yeah, she was adorable. Everyone else, I was like, I would not want to talk to you. She was, she was real. That's what she was. She was like, exactly. This is this is my situation. I have a, I don't know. I think she said like four year old son, and I have a son. Like, it accepts me for who I am, and I'm gonna be real with you. Like, I I appreciate people like that, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. My question for you, who would you most likely in, uh, you can pick uh, from love is blind or too hot to handle. Who would you be best friends with? You have to pick one girl and one guy from either of the shows. Oh my goodness. Um, I would probably say Kelly from love is blind. Mm -hmm. What about the guy? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why, but I really thought her and Kenny were going to make it. I I just had this feeling about them. They were so laid back and they were so chill. They didn't really hint too much about their troubles because I feel like the focus was so much on Jessica and Barnett yeah. and Mark. Um, yeah, I feel like she would be my best friend. Yeah, I think for me, um, for uh, a girl best friend, I really think... Honestly, as as much as she is savage, I think Amber is probably very genuine. Like, she never holds back. And I appreciate people like that, right? And um, Hence why you're friends with me, right? Yeah, (laughs) yeah. I mean, let's not get there now. (laughs) Um, But you know what, though? I feel like you appreciate that about her, but I would feel that as, like, draining. Yeah, like she's too much. Yeah, she's she's so tough, and I would just feel like I'm so little and insecure and just curl <laughs> up away from her. But anyways, okay, did you grow up watching any other reality shows? Actually, no, because TV time in my house was rare. So <laughs> if anything, I'd be watching stuff like cartoons and whatever, and that's, you know, just me, but... Okay. Well, I want to touch on some old ones because I feel like these new ones are so modern and unique. Both, you know, Too Hot to Handle had a unique premise and Love is Blind had a very unique premise, Mm -hmm. right? I remember, you know, you'd be at home sick, nothing on TV, and you would watch this show called Blind Date. Mm -hmm. And the cool thing about Blind Date is it had the same sequence of events. They would pick them up and they would drive in the car. They would go somewhere. But the whole time, they had these little like pop-up comedic bubbles and you'd be reading them and it would be like predicting what their mind says. And some of their eyes were like bugging out of their heads and it was just, it was comedic and it was enjoyable. I guess at that time it was not as relatable. Yeah. I don't know. Cause that was before internet dating and yeah. before Tinder and all of that stuff was even around. Right. Yeah. You went on blind dates because your friends hooked you up. True. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I remember another one in university, we, we used to watch it. I don't know if you were ever there in our dorm and watched it, but it was um, a shot of love at love with Tila tequila. I've heard of it, but I haven't watched it. Oh my goodness. I actually really enjoyed it. There's a bit of drama, but I really enjoyed it because Tila Tequila is so adorable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know I know who she is. Is, she, is it something to do with like every every episode she she goes on a different date with someone or something? 
so the idea was that she was bisexual and that uh-huh. there was men and women involved and she kind of dated between them all. I mean, she kissed pretty much everybody, but uh-huh. I mean, you're a rock star. You get to do whatever the F you want. Yeah. But yeah. Now, however, the, one of the more recent ones I started watching is called Dating Around. It's on Netflix as well. It kind of, so it's unique in the fact that there's no commentary there's no prize. There's no, like, you have to do this, this, and this, and this. The premise is you go on five first dates. They're the exact same location. So you go to the same place with all five people, and you get drinks, dinner, and then you can invite them to an after event of your choice. Mm-hmm. And you date five first dates, but you only get to pick one for a second date. And that's it. That's the show. Oh. But, yeah, like, there's no drama there's no um like I said there's no prize to win or anything that's kind of cool okay well I'm gonna have to look into that and I guess for those who's uh listening you guys can let us know what you think about those shows as well uh we'd love to hear from you time for sprinkles of the month 2020 has been quite the roller coaster there's no arguing about it June started off with a worldwide movement focused around Black Lives Matter This brings us to our first sprinkle of the month, which is all of the changes, conversation, and education around racism in our communities. Number two. As a result of Ontario moving into phase two of reopening from the uh, pandemic, we got to hug. Yay! (laughs) Number three. Both of us got a lot of wedding stuff marked off on our to-do list. Thank God. <laughs> Number four, all of the alternative graduation celebrations. Congratulations to all classes of 2020. Ding, 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 ding. And to carry on with Sarah's enthusiasm, number five sprinkles of the month is summer and barbecue season kickoff. Yummy. Watch our Instagram for our next episode, July 29th, where we will talk about our experiences with different subscriptions. We want to hear from you. Do you get any monthly boxes? Connect with Sarah and Rebecca and let's chat. Over Desserts is an amateur podcast co-hosted by Rebecca Hamilton and Sarah Lee. To see this month's featured dessert or request to be featured, check out our Instagram at over desserts podcast theme song by Kristen Stokel all recording editing and distribution was completed on the anchor app switch to anchor and never pay for hosting again